Hello there. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. You've been on a whirlwind adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to hear about it. Uh, Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, How was your day? Sorry, I was drinking. Wow. Hi. Hi. Um, This is the podcast where we wait for Kristen to quench her thirst. Yep. That's what we are. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Today was great. Busy. But Mm -hmm. and I am exhausted. Um, I know I haven't said this in a long time, but we need to hurry this up so I can go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, you haven't said that in forever. Yeah, I'm like just keep it short. Sorry, and I'm also. What are you doing? I'm opening. Um, I went to the grocery store, and I uh-huh. have. A, I bought like leftover um Valentine's candy. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What kind? No, nothing good. It's Russell Stover strawberry cream heart. Oh, ugh, he bought like the bad leftover stuff. Yeah. They had Reese's, but I didn't want Reese's. I had that at the um the attorney's office today. Mm, I love a good Reese's. They always have the most gigantic bowl of candy. Oh, you put you posted a picture of that bowl of candy. It was quite significant. And that's like every law office closing attorney I've ever gone to. I think I do remember there when I did the closing for my place, there was a big bowl of candy too. Yeah, it's like always a big massive thing. And sometimes when we have like the, you know, little munchies in the middle of the day, the one next to us, we'll like just kind of sneak over there and grab some candy out of the room if nobody's in there. Oh, that seems fair. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. All's fair in love and candy. Love and candy and real realty deals. Mm-hmm. There you have it. And there you go. And there you go. I also have a sweet treat in front of me. I'm sure it's way better than mine. I I think so because my um coworker, you know my coworker Ariel who eats all the time. Yep. And he knows all the good food places. Um, he brought these cookies from this place the other day and they're so good they actually remind me of a recipe that I used to make and now I'm like oh I haven't made those in a long time and I think I want to make them again mm-hmm. um, which is the chocolate chip cookie recipe from Neiman Marcus oh those are so good yeah so this cookie is very it's a chocolate chip cookie it's very reminiscent of the Neiman Marcus recipe which I um, used to make all the time, and I've been baking a lot again lately. I haven't made that, um, but this cookie. So 
and then he told me where the place was. And I've been thinking about this cookie since he brought it in. And I just, I literally had to just make a stop there today and pick up a cookie. It's from this little place called Clementine, which is, are you familiar with it? It's right in across the way from where the Century City Mall is. But they have like food there too, right? Yeah, it's not like a cookie shop. It's, um, it's, see, I mean, apparently they're known for their grilled cheese. Um, and other, they have like sandwiches, soups, salads. So it's kind of like this cute little like breakfasty lunch place. Um, We've gotten I think food from there from the um, for the Hollywood Bowl. We have. Yeah. What did we get from That's, there? I don't remember, but I picked it up. It was a lot uh, of stuff in a bag. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but this cookie, I've never had this cookie. Uh, that, no, that's that probably didn't yeah. get cookies. Um, so yeah, it's like, and it's the perfect chocolate chip cookie too because it's kind of, it's got like the exterior of it. It's thin. Mm-hmm. The exterior of it is crunchy, but not like crumbly. And mm. but then when you break it open, it's like moist and soft. It's not like it looks crispier than it is. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a a good bite to it, but then it's also chewy. That is the perfect cookie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cookies, when I was you know driving around on my all day mission, apparently, mm-hmm. there's a little place called Tiff's Treats mm-hmm. that does cookie delivery, and so they will deliver warm cookies. Mm. your home or business or meeting or whatever and I was picking something up at Walmart and there was one across the street and I almost was like oh god I just want a snickerdoodle right now just go across the street and get a snickerdoodle mm-hmm. but I did not do that mm. see I should have exercised that same sort of willpower I did not I went ahead and pulled off the freeway I went out of my way to go get one of these cookies well I didn't do much better I ended up going to like another sweet shop and I found, like, the Patel Plaza. Oh, my God. I was in heaven. Indian grocery store, like, four Indian restaurants, uh, Indian sweet shop. And I was able to get, I just, I got a mango lassi. So, I mean, that's dessert. So, didn't do too much better. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you sacrifice so, one thing for another. Yeah. So, this is not a podcast about <laughs> But we do talk about cookies sometimes. Um, I love cookies a lot. Oh my gosh! And I mean, it's. And I, was I mean, I all about it for a long time. Oh, you were. <laughs> that was the best moment of revelation I think that I've ever experienced with somebody. <laughs> I think I like cookies. <laughs> I was, and I had to like convince you. I literally. So Kristen had this whole thing, and she was like, yeah, I don't really like cookies. I don't really like cookies. And I was like, yeah, no, you do like cookies. And so finally, I called her out on it one day, and I was like, Kristen, you say you don't like cookies, but you, like, you know, you talk about cookies, you go and get cookies, like, like you have places that have, like, your favorite cookies, like, you'll go, I literally, like, built a case in defense of Kristen liking cookies, and, like, in the middle of my argument, she was like, 
oh my god I do like <laughs> I can't deny it anymore because the thing is my favorite favorite dessert is actually cake but I'm like I can't justify like eating a piece of cake every day but you can have a cookie and like still be a normal person and so mm-hmm. I end up eating a lot of cookies because I'm like oh I can eat a cookie here eat a cookie there and I won't feel bad but if I sit down and eat a whole piece of cake like that's a problem so mm-hmm. yeah so I was like oh my god I do like cookies I love cookies <laughs> it was the best thing and it was much more dramatic than that so that's what made it so good yeah it, it was I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy person when it comes to certain, well I'm, I'm just a crazy person so. <laughs> right let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but we're all let's a little crazy qualify it yeah Oh. Yeah, let's not qualify. Let's just say say what it is. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> what it is. Mm. Alrighty, so um, hmm. I'm Kristen. Oh yeah, and I'm Andrea. And this is wait. Tell me about the cookies. We have the snickerdoodle. And today I saw in Publix, they have my favorite cookie, which is the Calypso. My favorite Publix cookie is the Calypso cookie. Oh, I'm sorry. I need a judge's ruling on the Calypso cookie. Tell me more. It has like nuts. I think it's almonds, um, mm. coconut, mm. and they're delicious. So I used to mm. get the like they had like one big cookie and it was like two dollars. I was like, why the heck is this cookie two dollars? But mm. it's a really good cookie. And now they have like a dozen of the little cookies for like five dollars. Like, again, why is this five dollars for these little cookies? <laughs> so it drives me crazy. So I usually just leave them there because I was like, I'm not spending two dollars for a public cookie. I don't care how good it is. Mm. Oh yeah, so that's that's my story. So yeah, so they have like a strawberry cheesecake cookie and a tiramisu cookie. I don't really care for tiramisu, but yeah, they have like all these different cookies. Publix is the best. There, I have I've I've been to Publix when I've been in Atlanta, and I do enjoy them. Yeah, their like cake and like desserts and breads are so yummy. So they're the tops. I don't like their prepared food, only their fried cookies, but other than that, delicious. Okay, I've been talking about cookies. We've been talking about cookies. <laughs> it's just so hard to not talk about them. Oh, I, there's mine. I'm a cookie monster. Mm, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that you had such an accurate... Cookie Monster, Im- you know, um, impression impression in your arsenal like that. Oh, I do, I do. I am, um, I can channel the Cookie Monster quite easily. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, jeez. Okay, again. What's the name of this podcast? Wait, tell me everything. That's it. About the cookies. About the cookies and everything else too. Yep. I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff that you didn't even think you wanted to know about. Uh, exactly. More than you ever wanted to know about all sorts of things. Yep. So what do you got for us today? 
Okay, newsworthy. Of course, there's always just plenty going on in the news cycle. Um, but what's been super in the news for, gosh, I think two weeks now um, and, and came to a hilt in the last 24 hours, uh, this out of Dateline Today, out of the New York Times, um, byline Sopan Deb and Jack Healy, Jesse Smollett rehearsed his own assault, prosecutors say. So, you're familiar with the Jesse Smollett brouhaha? Um, yeah, and the thing is, that was one of my stories, so there we go. Oh, <laughs> so. well, I'll do the newsy side of it, because I know there's other stuff to it, too. No, I, I'll just interject when you talk about it, and I really didn't want to talk about it, so, um, so there we go. But I, no. I feel like we can't ignore it anymore. Like, it's been no, it's, like three weeks. And we yeah. haven't talked about it. And I'm just like, uh, at this point. Well, I was really waiting for things to shake out because it seems so unclear. And I'm so I'm really glad that we didn't cover it any sooner because yeah. we would have been going off of incomplete information. Um, so this is out of Chicago. It says, Jesse Smollett, upset by his salary and seeking publicity, staged a fake assault a week after writing himself a threatening letter, the Chicago police said on Thursday after the Empire actor surrendered to face a felony charge of filing a false report. Sorry, Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie T. Johnson, visibly angry at a morning news conference, said Mr. Smollett had taken advantage of the pain and anger of racism, draining resources that could have been used to investigate other crimes for which people were actually suffering. He said, I just wish that the families of gun violence in the city got this much attention. At an afternoon bail hearing, a judge set Mr. Smollett's bond at $100,000. He was released late Thursday afternoon after posting and returned to the Empire set in Chicago where the show was being shot. In Thursday's proceedings, members of Mr. Smollett's family were in the courtroom with him as the judge, John Fitzgerald Like Jr., said that he found the investigator's account of the incident disturbing, particularly the assertion that Mr. Smollett had used a rope around his neck to heighten outrage. The judge said, we live in a country where you are presumed innocent. However, if these allegations are true, I find them utterly outrageous, especially the violent, despicable use of a noose which conjures such evil in our country. Mr. Smollett, wearing a black puffer jacket, random detail, New York Times, did not react, though occasionally he whispered to his legal team during the 25-minute proceeding. One of the lawyers, Jack Pryor, agreed that the police account was outrageous, but he said it was also not true. Pryor said he wants nothing more than to clear his name. Later on Thursday, Mr. Smollett's legal team released a statement saying the court system had trampled the quote, presumption of innocence in a, quote, law enforcement spectacle that has no place in the American legal system. It said that Mr. Smollett feels betrayed by a system that apparently wants to skip due process and proceed directly to sentencing. The police say Mr. Smollett hired two brothers to carry out the assault and paid them $3,500. They have a copy of the check used to pay them, the police says. Also recovered were phone records that showed Mr. Smollett speaking to the brothers an hour before the incident took place and then an hour after. 
In a document prepared for the bail hearing, prosecutors said that they had video of the brothers at the scene. Text messages they shared with Mr. Smollett and their testimony as to how Mr. Smollett had recruited them for the plan. He even had them visit the scene of what investigators contend was the fake attack, a spot near his home on an earlier night to prepare. Um, But the prosecutor's document said a video camera at the spot that Mr. Smollett had hoped would capture the phony attack was pointed in the wrong direction. Superintendent Johnson declined to indicate why investigators now believe that Mr. Smollett had also played the chief role in mailing himself a threatening letter. The letter, which arrived a week before the reported assault, contained a white powder, crushed ibuprofen, and a sketch of what appeared to be a man being hanged and phrases including, you will die. The return address said MAGA, a reference to a slogan from the Trump campaign. Mr. Johnson referred further comment about that letter to the FBI, which is investigating that part of the case. The agency has declined to comment. The actor who surrendered to the authorities on Thursday morning has insisted the attack occurred and that he has not done anything wrong. The felony disorderly conduct charge he faces carries a maximum sentence of three years in prison. After his arrest, the reversal in public opinion for Mrs. Follet was quick and damaging. The report of the attack spurred a national outpouring of support, including from Democratic presidential candidates and even President Trump, who called the incident horrible. On Thursday, some of the celebrities who had initially supported Mr. Smollett began taking down their social media posts from the aftermath of the attack. Mr. Trump said uh, in a post on Twitter, at Jesse Smollett, what about MAGA and the tens of millions of people you insulted with your racist and dangerous comments? Fox, the network that airs Empire, released a statement Thursday saying it was evaluating the situation and the network's options. Uh, A network executive said, we understand the seriousness of this matter and we respect the legal process. They later confirmed that among those options, that was that he returned to the set and resume his work as Jamal Lyon on the show. Mr. Smollett's official salary has not been made public, but reportedly he earns between sixty-five dollars to $100,000 an episode. It was not immediately apparent whether he has had any clashes with executives at Fox, who as recently as Wednesday issued a highly supportive statement of the actor calling him a consummate professional. At the news conference and the bail hearing, police and prosecutors unveiled much of what they had uncovered about the reported attack. Mr. Smollett, 36, who is black and openly gay, had told the police that at roughly 2 a.m. on January 29th, two masked men attacked him on the 300 block of Lower East North Water Street in downtown Chicago. He said his assailants directed homophobic and racial slurs at him, put a rope around his neck, poured a chemical substance on him. Mr. Smollett said the assault occurred after he went to pick up some food. A detective commander, Edward Wadnicki, said at the news conference that the investigators interviewed Mr. Soleil at the Northwestern Memorial Hospital and found he had scratches on his face, some bruising, but no serious injuries. The investigators approached the case as a possible hate crime, but had difficulty finding evidence to match Mr. Smollett's account. The attack itself was not visible on surveillance cameras. Days into their inquiry, investigators released a surveillance image of two men thought to be potential persons of interest, now known to be the two brothers who have said they helped stage a fake attack. Uh, 
Police said they had spotted the brothers on surveillance footage that showed them taking a cab from the area of the reported assault. They tracked the cab, interviewed the driver, identified the passengers as Alambinjo and Abimbola Asundairo, associates of Mr. Smollett's. Both had worked on, as extras on Empire and acknowledged that he had paid to have one of them train him for a music video. Prosecutors said one of his, the brothers had sometimes supplied, with, supplied him with designer drugs. The man flew to Nigeria soon after the incident and spoke on the phone with Mr. Smollett while they were away. Upon their return to Chicago on February 13th, they were met by investigators and detained for two days. Commander Wadnicki said the lawyer for the brothers, Gloria Schmidt, came to him and said, you really need to talk to these guys. I'm going to allow them to give you a new video interview with us present, and we're going to have you hear their story. They are not offenders. They are victims. <clears throat> so they uh, basically acknowledged the... Um, to being paid to participate in the reported assault. They said Mr. Smollett had been upset that people he worked with had not taken the threatening letter he received seriously. In addition, they said, according to the investigator's account, Mr. Smollett had given them $100 to buy supplies for the attack, including the rope and the red hat that re resemble one worn by Trump supporters. While the brothers seemed to have punched Mr. Smollett, Superintendent Johnson said, as far as we can tell, the scratches and bruising that you saw in his face was most likely self-inflicted. After the interview with the brothers, the detectives released them without charges. Asked about that decision, Superintendent Johnson said, Mr. Smollett is the one who orchestrated this crime. They became cooperating witnesses. Almost from the beginning, there was some skepticism about Mr. Smollett's account. It grew as time progressed through the police for weeks insisted that the actor was being viewed as a victim. Mr. Smollett acknowledged the suspicions in his first public statement about the incident on February 1st. Then he said through his publicist, I am working with authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. Despite my frustrations and deep concern with certain inaccuracies and misrepresentations that have been spread, I still believe that justice will be served. And in a Good Morning America interview broadcast on February 14th, he said, it feels like I said, if, it feels like if I said it was a Muslim or a Mexican or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me much more. Those kinds of appeals for public sympathy appear to particularly Irk Superintendent Johnson. He said at, an, at the news conference, absolute justice would be an apology to the city that he smeared. So, what can you add, Kristen? Um, gosh, not much. You kind of covered everything. It's what a long article. Is, yeah, like pretty much covered everything. I still just don't know about this whole situation because I don't know about you know the Chicago police. Um. I don't know why he would, you know, I know the reasons they're saying that he would do this, like, it just doesn't make sense um, to go through all this. Um, also, just, but when I first heard the story, I was like, this doesn't sound right. Like, this sounds mm -hmm. weird. Like, why is he out getting his own, getting, you know, me, why are you getting Subway, like, at all? Um, <laughs> right, why are you, if even if you are 
quote only making sixty five to a hundred thousand per episode. You still should not be having Subway. I don't want to get Subway, so I'm just like, why are you getting Subway? Right. Um, the whole like someone carrying around bleach. You know, like it was really cold. Like nothing, like really made sense about the story. So I felt like he was. I always thought that he was attacked, but I thought that there was some lying going on. Just like just trying to say it, lying going on about who the perpetrators were, or the reason, or what he was really doing that at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I. But I I don't know. This is just so weird. It's getting so much attention and energy, and I just want all the stories and the back and forth to like stop until kind of the story gets out because it's just like it's too much. It's 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 a whole lot, and it it's too much. I'm tired of hearing about it. It has been a whole lot, but I um I I didn't watch the um interview with um good morning america i saw clips of it and the only thing that stood out to me was you know i mean the interview was like a couple of weeks later or whatever but the the attack that he described sounded so like violent um and he's not like a big guy you know so it just seemed like if two these two big dudes attacked you in this very violent way that you would look a lot worse off um and he looked just fine like kind of like what they're saying in this article that's the only thing to me that stood out it wasn't so much the story to me or what 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 all he said happened which sounded crazy um but i think for me it was just looking at him and being like you don't look like someone who was violently attacked just 10 days ago or whatever you know um so that's that was strange to me. Like I was just kind of like, um, you know, you just you you look like you look like nor- like he looked totally normal to me. Um, so, but I don't know. I just think it just it does seem very suspicious. Obviously, that he's got all these connections with these two guys, and um, and I my assumption would be that if the police have um, bother to share all this evidence in this news conference that it's, it's probably some like pretty clear like evidence that they're probably not sharing stuff that's just like black and white. I mean, like that's, um, they're probably sharing stuff that is black and white and not kind of mm-hmm. just indeterminate, you know? So I don't know, but I think it's crazy. I mean, and the whole thing, the other part of it is this letter, this threatening letter that they're now saying he sent to himself, um, which is also just wild. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe he's just has something going on with him. Like, when it's not out of the, uh, you know, actors and craziness and the need for attention and whatever. Yeah. It could, could just be that. So, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I feel like I'm all, I have too much clothes on. And it's interfering with my. Am I? No, like I have, I came, when you said you were ready, I had just come in from walking the dog. So I still had my big sweat jacket on. Um, So it's, 
It's got long sleeves. Okay, it's better now. I'm freer now. Okay. Okay. So okay. my yeah. second story. Mm-hmm. Um uh, from CNN.com. The dateline is February 18, 2019. The byline is James Masters. And the uh, headline is Martina Navratilova criticized for comments about trans women in sports. Okay. Have you heard this at all? Not at all. Okay, this is very interesting. So, tennis great Martina Navratilova has been criticized after claiming it is a form of cheating for transgender women to be allowed to compete in women's sports. The 18-time Grand Slam winner wrote in the Sunday Times that it was insane, quote, that, quote, hundreds of athletes who have changed gender by declaration and limited hormone treatment have already achieved honors as women that were beyond their capabilities as men. This is not the first time Naratolova, uh, a gay rights campaigner who suffered homophobic abuse when she came out in 1981, has caused controversy with her remarks on transgender athletes. In December, she was criticized after tweeting, you can't just proclaim yourself a female and be able to compete against women. There must be some standards, and having a penis and competing as a woman would not fit that standard. Her comments then led to her becoming in an online argument with cyclist Rachel McKinnon, the first transgender, wim- the first transgender woman to win a world track cycling title in October 2018. Navratilova, a nine-time Wimbledon champion, wrote on Sunday that this debate had led to her going away to do more research on the subject, adding, well, I've now done that, and if anything, my views have strengthened. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what she wrote. To put the argument at its most basic, a man can decide to be female, take hormones if required by whatever sporting organization is concerned, win everything in sight, and perhaps earn a small fortune, and then reverse his decision and go back to making babies if he so desires. It's insane and it's cheating. I am happy to address a transgender woman in whatever form she prefers, but I would not be happy to compete against her. It would not be fair. Her comments were labeled transphobic by trans rights group Transactual, which tweeted, if trans women had an advantage in sport, why aren't trans women winning gold medals left, right, and center? McKinnon, the cyclist, reacted to Navratilova's article by tweeting, it's a wild fantasy worry that is an irrational fear of something that doesn't happen. An irrational fear of trans people, transphobia. Navratilova rejected accusations of transphobia, adding that she deplores, quote, what seems to be a growing tendency among transgender activists to denounce anyone who argues against them and to label them as transphobes. End quote. She also highlighted her friendship with Renee Richards, the transgender tennis player who campaigned to be able to play at the Women's U.S. Open. According to current rules issued by the International Olympic Committee in 2016, trans men are allowed to compete without restriction. Trans women, however, must show that their testosterone level has been below a certain level for at least 12 months before their first competition. Navratilova's comments came the day before the case of Castor Semenya. Castor Semenya is the double Olympic 
800 meter champion, and she went before the court of arbitration of sport on Monday. The South African athlete has a condition known as hyperandrogenism, which means that her testosterone levels are naturally elevated. Semenya is challenging a case being launched by the sports governing body, the International Association of Athletics Federations, IAAF, that would require testosterone levels to be limited in female athletes competing in races between 400 meters and a mile. The, IA, the IAAF's proposal would mean that she would need to take medication to reduce those levels. Her case has already won support from the South African government, as well as Navratilova, who had, had written, I hope she wins. She has, uh, Navratilova, Navratilova added, she has never taken medication or sought an advantage. She has just trained and run. So... Um, there's also another article about this where um, that quotes another part of Navratilova's uh, argument, and she talks about the amount of um, the amount of muscle that um, boys build uh, uh, before and during puberty. That um, muscle mass that can be that is that the changing the hormone. Um, testosterone levels uh -huh. does doesn't affect so there's like basically the head start that men get on muscle mass building yeah. that happens you know um approaching pu puberty and throughout um and just making the the point from a biological standpoint additionally that there's an advantage there that can't be taken away even if you get your testosterone levels down to whatever the level is so right. um so anyhow, interesting, right? Like, it's just an interesting turn. It's such a, it, it, I, I just think it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting conversation. And I think it's interesting coming from, like, she's a gay woman. She's a gay woman. And she's working, you know, she's, she's trying to, it, it's interesting to see someone like coming from the LGBT community, like out from within it, like speaking to this issue and not being able to be heard because any like kind of what she said like anything any argument that's made against what you're saying or doing or a different perspective is automatically labeled as phobic whatever phobic homophobic transphobic yeah. whatever and therefore that's it's not addressed on its face because we're just gonna you know uh tear it down from the get-go what are your thoughts yeah, like I, I agree. Like I was guess while you were talking, I was wondering. I was like, aren't there some kind of? I'm sorry, I'm tired. I'm some kind of wake up. No, some kind of rules in place for that because I still don't understand why people don't want to acknowledge the biological differences between men and women. I mean, they just are what they are. Mm -hmm. Even if you are transitioning or choose a transition, like, you still have, you know, most don't end up looking like women. Like, you still have, I don't know, it's, ugh, I don't know. 
No, and I think this, I mean, to me, it really makes sense, especially the way that the rules are set up. Um, Because that's, you know, like you, you don't have, um, you, there's not a whole lot that you have to, you don't have to have completely transitioned. You don't even have to be in transition. Like you literally can still have male genitalia and say, I identify as a woman and want to, I mean, that's like, (laughs) you know, like I was, I'm just, you know, and then what's, what's really funny is another piece of this, there's several articles um, about this and other like kind of offshoot articles. And one of them was how um, historically the, the, differentiation between women's sports and men's sports was a feminist movement to give women an arena to compete in that they could actually compete in because again men men and women are biologically different and so if I'm going to if I'm a runner and I want to win gold medals and trophies and whatever (laughs) the sponsorships whatever um I have, you know, I'm not going to be able, I'm as a woman, I'm never going to be able to get ahead if I'm competing against men. I'm I'm never never going to get those accolades. Didn't they just do like the battle of the sexes again with like Serena Williams and the other guy? And like, oh, I don't know. Did they? I want to say that they did. And like Serena Williams is like the one of the most dominant athletes in the world, but she still lost. Uh, Right. I'm of course. (laughs) I mean, that's the whole point. Like, and that's what she's saying, even about this woman um, from South Africa. You know, she's saying, I mean, I mean, not that like, not Serena, you know, but Serena Williams has like an incredible, like athletic prowess. She is like, she trains hard. She works hard. She's built up this amazing body. She can do incredible things on the tennis court that, many men can't do and many um you know and many women can't do um but at the end of, you know but from beginning to end like she's still a woman she put in the work and that's what she's done just like this south african la- lady who just happens to have this um condition or whatever um but she's but- received so much slack throughout the years I mean, and it's unfortunate, though, because, again, it's not something that she can do. I mean, short of taking some sort of, you know, taking drugs to make it less or whatever. She's it's not like she's taking um, testosterone or like she's, you know, taking some other sports enhancing drug, you know, like it's just the way her body works. And so she has an actual natural advantage and happens to be a woman. Um, to me, I feel like that just is what it is. Like she's, she's an anomaly, but like, it makes sense. Like if you're, if you're a person who has hypo androgenism, um, and running is your thing, like (laughs) you're going to be a damn good runner. And especially against other women who don't have that, don't have that like natural advantage. And that natural advantage could be anything. That natural advantage could be, height that natural advantage could be you know especially long legs the ability to jump extra you know like there's a whole bunch of things that people's bodies however you're designed um 
make you better at the thing that you're that you excel at and that's not anybody like I feel like that's not anything anyone should have held against them um the difference is you know if you're saying I'm you know like again like you're a guy and you're competing against women and but just and just like but like saying I'm going to take on the label of identifying as a woman and so now I get to you know like that that's where like the the difference comes into play yeah um you know like she all you know all these women are women who are all you know serena is a woman this um uh what is her name semenya semenya is a woman and so they're competing against other women whatever advantages that they have have come naturally um but if you're a man like yeah the the advantage you have comes naturally but you're also a man so you should be competing against other men it just doesn't and especially i think in the these athletic realms it just doesn't add up like it doesn't it, it does i i get what she's saying that it feels unfair and it feels like cheating because it kind of is yeah so so yeah so interesting to see and i think it's just such a I don't know. I, I think there's there's a, a lot of like just the whole feminist thing and how like, like there's been a lot of stuff um, I've been reading too about um, how the Boy Scouts have now been have had to change their names to Scouts BSA to include girls. But even within that, there's still going to be tribes and it's going to be divided up by boys and girls so it's kind of just like it's just so why because um they're basically the i don't remember which body it was that um generated the formal complaint saying that the boy scouts had to include girls that they were it's not okay for boys to have their own uh, gender um, restrictive organizations. Um, And so never mind that like the Girl Scouts exists and is like an actual thing that you can do too. Um, That was almost like not even an issue. It was just Boy Scouts were targeted specifically and so now they've lost all these court battles, I guess, and have changed uh, as of like this past, it happened recently, like in the past month or two. Um, they're no longer Boy, Boy Scouts of America. It's now Scouts BSA. I don't know what BSA stands for. And they're going to have, so girls, both boys and girls can sign up to be in Scouts BSA. Um, but just be, you know, like, I think because of like male, female, like supervisions and like who, you know, like just, you know, I mean, the regular reasons in the past where you haven't like necessarily wanted like the commingling of like these co ed situations or whatever, there's still within that going to be girls' troops and boys' troops. Um, so it's not this like it's not going to be like this like free-for-all so it's just not it's just no longer girls are no longer excluded um and so the um it's you know it's just 
it's interesting to me because I'm like, what do you do about, you know, because for a long time, the there's been a good amount of um, feminist energy behind all women's organizations, you know, but with this whole, you know, again, like within the sports thing and the transgender thing, like, wasn't there a thing at Spelman too, like about like, what do you do at an all women's college when you have someone who identifies as a woman, but who still, who, you know, and who's like, is not transitioning, but it's just wanting to attend an all woman's school. Yeah. And we what- had the reverse. It was, she started out, she was, you know, was admitted and she transitioned into a man. While in school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, the whole question. It, yeah. It's just an interesting question, though, right? Like, yeah. Because for ages, you know, um, feminists have, um, you know, carried this banner of like, you know, um, the the strength and the benefits of all women's education and all women's groups and all this, you know, but like, so it's just, it's, it's the, I I feel like the waters are, are very muddy in terms of, because of this, all this um, new emphasis on transgenderism and accepting this idea of just everyone accepting whatever anyone says that they identify as, um, and, and like, you know, kind of like you were saying, like not wanting to acknowledge that there are significant differences that are just biological and that that's okay. Um, you know, even, you know, there, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff out there about this. Like the whole, there's like movements to make birth certificates not say boy or girl, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, it's sort of like, what are we, what? Like, you know, it's just, um, this, you know, this whole idea of gender fluidity and, you know, that there's this large spectrum between what you can feel like you are, which even if that's true, again, biologically, you are clearly one thing or another. Um, there's, there is the occasional, you know, case and I've seen, I mean, and it's not super rare. I've seen it a couple of times myself, babies who are born where there is actually, you're not totally sure. Right. Um, but it's still pretty, I mean, like that's, I mean, it's definitely much more rare and that's typically not what people are talking about when they talk about this, Right. you know? So anyway, I just think it's, there's so much confusion and it's such a moving target, I think is kind of what I'm getting <laughs> like what, whether you're on the quote-unquote right side of history, you know, um, I think it's just a moving target, um, which is what I think Martina Navratilova found out um, as she entered this foray. Yeah, this is gonna just keep happening. It's very complicated, and it's too late for me to think about this. I want you to solve all these issues and get clarity for us now. Yep. Audit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Come on. Let's go. What you got? No. Energy. Let's do it. 
I got nothing. I am hungry, though. Mm-hmm. I thought you ate. I ate something that didn't quite do it for me. What did you have? I had an omelet. You had an omelet? Yeah. Well, I could have told you that wasn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to eat something fast, so I ate an omelet. So there you go. Alright, so let's get to it. So, let's get to it. So, basically, I'm going to talk about the viral box thing. I'm trying to think if it happened. It was what I was going to talk about last week. I can't remember, but... Ah, oh, my God. I know. So, the last episode, last show, mm-hmm. we talked about how Gucci... And did you see Burberry, too? I mean, yes. it's just, you know, it's just the racism. is the, You know, like, you... Okay. So basically, fashion lines kind of like for the season have like similar like colors and things that are all decided ahead of time. Sure. And like everyone, you know, like these are the, you know, colors, these are the, you know, um, fabrics and, you know, all these kind of things that are going to be developed, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apparently, racism was something that they all decided <laughs> on. Yep. Part. That's a theme. That's the theme. So crazy. So, um, so this brings me back to Gucci. Thank you. Um, thank you, me, for reminding me of. <laughs> yeah, I thank myself. Thank yourself. <laughs> and that brings us back to Gucci. Thank you, self, for <laughs> reminding me that that's what I was talking about. You are on top of it. It just it just like hit me all of a sudden. Oh my god, sit up, walk around, let's do this. No. Okay, so um last week sometime, um, you know, the Gucci thing happened and so Mm -hmm. Floyd, I always wanna call him Merriweather. Floyd (laughs) Mayweather. Literally, I'm typing my notes. I'm like, Floyd Merriweather. You just gave him like the pansiest name. <laughs> he's like this big it tough dude. Pansy. He's oh, whatever. He's he's not a pansy, but still, just annoyed. Um, he decided that he was going to do the opposite. Of, the opposite of what? Of protesting. He is going to go to the. Gucci store and um, as one future would say F up some commas uh, by dropping a whole lot of money at the Gucci store Um, and so this led um, T.I. who considers himself um, a hip hop um, revolutionary I don't know what he's trying to do (laughs) But he's always, you know, talking about something. Um, okay. And Fifty Cent, who is like a troll, um, to kind of have words about that. So Fifty Cent- about Floyd May- Mayweather. Yeah, <laughs> Mayweather. About Floyd Mayweather. 
I'm dropping all that money. And Gucci is still buying Gucci when they've all are talking about protesting Gucci. So he went out of his way. Right. Is that what it happened? Like he saw what was going on. It was like bunk I don't this. know if he went out of his way, but I feel that he just did what he did. He didn't acknowledge that other people, you know, like I'm Floyd Merriweather and <laughs> I am Gucci down. I flash my money. I spend my money. I have a different car oh. for every time of the day. Mm-hmm. That's how he rolls. So he continued to roll despite what other Negroes said that they were going to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so um, T.I. had something to say about that. So he came up with a song because that's what he's doing because he's a uh-huh. rapper. Mm-hmm. Wrote a little song about it. <laughs> called, right. Here it goes. Well, here, here it goes. Called F inward so yeah so i'm like okay sure okay um, and then um he floyd mayweather i really have to try hard to say it floyd mayweather issued a statement on instagram because ti like you know did the song and then 50 cent has you know was trolling him as he does um so he Okay, so it's kind of a known thing that Floyd Mayweather is illiterate. Oh, really? Yeah, and Fifty Cent like constantly. You'll, I'll get to the thing, and I'll have you Google it so that you can see what it looks like. Cause he's 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 wrong. So Floyd Mayweather did like his little. Um, in your notes tab where you, you know kind of write long soliloquies, celebrities love to do that. So he has like four pages of stuff on um, Instagram, and his caption is: "These people are playing hopscotch. First, they're supposedly boycotting the NFL, but as soon as the Super Bowl came around, they were either at the game watching it on TV or throwing Super Bowl parties. Last week it was R. Kelly. This week is Gucci." People boycott for trend, but turn around and still shop at H and M and watch the NFL. So that's what that was his slogan, his um, his caption. And then long caption. Oh, but there's more, girl, because that's just the caption. But he has again. I had to click several times to read this, and so I actually didn't read it all because I was like, if I'm going to say it, I'm not going to read it twice. So. Okay. So this is the first time that I'm reading this too. <laughs> okay. It's the first time for all for both of us then. Yes. Yeah, so I just got the gist of it earlier. So okay. in light of the most current boycott and digital outrage, I wanted to take the time to address a couple of issues that I myself have trouble wrapping my mind around. So okay, let me pause. Cause so when I read that, I'm like, who wrote this for him? <laughs> okay. Uh, for instance, why would we, as a people, agree to a temporary boycott of Gucci for merely three months if what was done caused so much strife? Why wouldn't we agree to a permanent boycott of Gucci as well as all other merchandise that fall under the caring ownership, such as YSL, Balenciaga, Alexander McQueen, and more? I'll tell you why. It's because in this day, celebrities and failing artists 
pick and choose the hottest trendy topic as a means of seeking swipe. It's a little black hand going next. <laughs> Attention and fake advocacy. Again, who wrote this? As their platform with their quote unquote talent no no longer benefit them. See, it goes from being like the person wrote it, so like it's like a mix of big words and then like subject verb agreement are not present. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> It's common knowledge that that these luxury brands aren't being purchased on a large scale by the black communities, which is like capitalized, um, that you portray you're advocating for. Yet you use the emotions of our people that are already suffering with countless issues within their own home within their own home front that you conveniently pay no regard or respect to. The same celebrity stirring the pot over brands that they, without doubt, will continually buy are the same artists that inject rap lyrics fueled with drugs, murder, murder, sexual promiscuity into the very, again, who wrote this, into the very (laughs) black communities, again, capitalized, you're pretending to care so much about. Swipe. Black hand. These same celebrities are proud deadbeat fathers and unfaithful husbands using their platforms to rally the troops against luxury brands yet have been the prime contributors of influencing the destruction of our people by way of their musical content and imagery. Should we boycott their music and record labels as well or do we learn to communicate and bring solutions to the problems we're facing as a whole? Swipe. Little black hand. Little black hand. I love the little black hand. As retired, oh lord, I hate him. As a retired, (laughs) wealthy, and successful man that has promoted a drug and alcohol-free lifestyle, yes, I am a connoisseur of fine quality and top of the line (laughs) brand. Fine leather goods, (laughs) right? (laughs) However. Unlike many of these new money celebs, ain't you new money too? You ain't had money for generations? Okay. Um, I never forget where I came from. See, again. Um, decades before, at Dapper Dan became a designer for Gucci. I supported his work and creativity uh, consistently and never stopped. Not many of you can say that. Most of you took your money into the same high-end boutiques and didn't think twice about leaving our brother and legendary designer behind until Gucci put their stamp back on him. And that's where your hypocritical outrage should be. Swipe. Black hand. A little black hand. Bottom line, if you know better, do better. Start with your own homes and the content that you mass produce and sell to your very own. Take a look at how you're representing your people first before asking someone else to do so. Swipe, little baby, little little little, little baby hand. Yes, little baby black <laughs> hand. Switched it up to a baby hand. So there is a picture of him next, standing in front of a private jet with Dapper Don. Um, and yes, so that is the end. First of all, somebody wrote a book for him. <laughs> somebody did. Second of all, you know, even a. A broke clock is right twice a day because he's got a point. He has a point, and he's still wrong, but he's he got a point. And 
I don't like none of these people involved. That's the thing. I was like, all of y'all are trash. Like, T.I. continuously cheats on his wife. You know, 50 Cent Mm -hmm. is like a professional troll and just, you know, he's, you know, deadbeat dad. You know, he does, you know, provides for some of his children, not for all of them. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, all of y'all are problematic. Is I don't know what. So, gosh, whatever. It is. um, But I mean, Honestly, like whoever wrote it on his behalf or whatever, um, you know, he he makes a lot of solid points. And while it means nothing for you and I to quote boycott Gucci, yes, because I'm gonna boycott. (laughs) Again, it's like me boycotting the NFL, like right. You know, but I mean, it's true. Like you know, people. Um, celebrities specifically, you know, they, it's, I think, you know, nobody likes to be called out, but the truth of it is it's, they do whatever is trend worthy, you know, I mean, celebrities, politicians, whoever, like it's, what's the popular opinion. That's what I'm going to go with. It's, it kind of goes to what I was saying earlier um, with the, the last news story, you know, whatever is popular, whatever the right answer is right now, what is the, what's the, what's the talking point that we're supposed to be, you know, going with, that's what you go with, even though, you know, it has nothing to do with how you actually feel, it has nothing to do with how you're actually going to spend your money or not spend your money or where you're going to invest your time and energy, like it has nothing to do with anything. It's all about public persona. Yep, it's ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. and so brings me to Fifty Cent. Um, you have to just look at his Instagram. I'll send a picture to you. Okay, it's like a letter, um, like a on a piece of like little notebook paper, like spiral notebook paper, and a, like a little third grader, not even a third grader, like a first grader, wrote a note. <laughs> um, it's like, why we gotta boycott Gucci? So it's like, why, the letter Y, gotta boy <laughs> are separated, and Gucci is spelled G-U-C-Y. No. Not yeah. G-U-C-Y. You ain't gotta, you can, you can buy that Gucci. <laughs> yeah. That's not the one we're boycotting. That's the one they sell on this corner on uh in on in New York on the yes like the, I the, oh. that's the one the Nigerian brothers have spread out on the sidewalk in New York right you see why you can buy as much of that as you want yes right <laughs> he was like I know K N O fifty cent F I D D Y cent S C E N T and just. He just, uh, he's just wrong. And it's like, sit sincerely, Floyd and Buddy Side may what? Oh, and he no. says, Chap must have heard the T.I. song, he big mad, lol. So, T- yeah, 50 Cent is just like, you wrote a book and he did that. And like, yeah, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's a whole lot. Yeah, so that was the viral with them and all problematic folks that 
<sighs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Being problematic out loud on the internet. On these interwebs. Yeah. And so next thing I was going to talk about Justice Smollett. Not going to. That's done. Not going to do it. Uh-uh. Wouldn't be prudent. No. And so the next thing is something, again, something I rarely talk about. Okay. But it's like a story and it's just so crazy, so stupid. So once again, Tristan Thompson has cheated on Khloe Kardashian. Oh, not this again. Shocker. The man who cheated on his <sighs> pregnant girlfriend with Khloe Kardashian, who cheated on her while she was pregnant several times <sighs> and once before she gave birth. This time, it's been taken to a um, a new level. So apparently, there are rumors going around and a blogger apparently saw this and made a video or whatever, so confirmed it, that um, Tristan cheated with someone named Jordan Wood. I know you have no idea who Jordan Wood is. Mm-mm. Jordan Wood is a little black girl who is Kylie Jenner's best friend. Oh, so she's his sister-in-law's friend. Yeah. Oh, gross. He's disgusting. First of all, I don't even want to know the level of disease he carries with him. All this. Right. All of this he's having with multiple people. It's gross. So, like, Jordan, I guess she comes from, like, I want to say, like, her family's, like, not, you know, okay. Like, because most of these girls, even if they're, like, friends with them, they don't have Kardashian money, but just to even be in these circles, they have some money. So um, Jordan moved in the house with Kylie. It was like, I think after she had the baby or something. So she's like in the house with Kylie. So like, they're like super, super tight. And so um, apparently this writer, this guy, this gossip column says like one of his writers was at this party that was going on. And Tristan took everybody's phone, but let them stay. Um, Jordan came in. He said they were smoking hookah. She was all on his lap, was all over him. And she stayed until 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that was the thing. There's like, and Kylie, you know, this girl's in your house, and she did that to your sister. You need to, like, she doesn't need to be in your house anymore. So apparently... It's true because Chloe like made some comments on some threads on social media. Kim unfollowed Tristan and Jordan. Jordan moved out of Kylie's house like the next day. So like apparently like this actually happened, which is I was like gross. This is gross. I'm looking at her now. She doesn't really like to wear a lot of clothes. Who Jordan? Uh huh. No, and it's because Jordan was like she's still like really thick, but Jordan like was a big girl at one point. Yeah, and she had like a gap. She got the gap closed up. She lost a bunch of weight, 
And so, yeah, she is um, yeah, kind of upgraded herself. And I was like, basically, you know, all she did was like basically hang out with Kylie. That's all she does. And so now, you know, she's moving back in with her in her mom's house. Mm-hmm. So, That's too bad. Kind of like but yeah, her, her notwithstanding, he's disgusting. Oh, he's so gross. He's just, I mean, he's he's been like this isn't like surprising or at all. No. But, but it's he's so gross. I don't. He's so gross. He's just not. Ugh, gross. So yeah, so you know, people are talking about how the Kardashians, like it's karma, because they become involved with people when that they with the men of people that they were friends with and all that kind mm. of because like Kylie her um she ended up dating when she was a you know so before she was an adult dating this rapper who was um dating Black China who was friends with him. So like they have a thing of like dating like their friends, men, or you know, whatever, like the other sister. Like, it's just all gross and incestuous and too close. There's, I'm like, there have to be more men out there that you guys have access to. Like, why kind of keep it in a circle? It's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, so that's Kardashian news. Some people don't think that it's real, that it's just some drama that they're, um, some publicity. Yeah. And you know what? I don't doubt it. That's, you know, that's what they do. That's their business. So, yeah. It's it's gross. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, so that's that. Enough of celebrity news. Hmm. So what I want to talk about, um, I want to, let's get personal, but no. I should have talked about this in the viral thing, because that's been just kind of everywhere. So, you finally saw Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh, Talk about gross. Speaking of gross, and speaking of just like, I don't, I'm so, okay. I'm still confused. I'm still confused. Now, if you haven't seen Abducted in Plain Sight, maybe you want to pause right now. It's on Netflix. It will suck up about an hour of your time. And, um, but then you will understand the level of confused and grossed out that we are. Um, So pause now, because otherwise you're going to have spoilers. So what I don't understand, I, okay, I, okay, I get the little girl. Right, because she was a little girl. She was a little girl. I get that she was super naive, sheltered even, and just, you know, and trusted uh, the wrong person, trusted the wrong adult. Um, and didn't know better for a long time and had a lot of confused feelings about this person that she what f- thought that she should trust. Okay. Now, enter in her parents who were also incredibly naive. Where do these people come from? I don't know where they came from. And I'm sorry, at a certain point, they're just bad parents. Like it goes beyond. It goes beyond that. Like there's a yeah. So there's like the initial like you can see how the guy, the guy who's the abductor, the guy who's the the villain in the story, he 
seduces the mom, makes her feel special, like hone. He's like a master manipulator. So he hones in on people's weaknesses, what it is that they're lacking, wanting, needing, just the way a master manipulator does, and then turns that on them. So it makes sense. You know, he seduces her. He, the part, the like homosexual activity between him and the dad, I will never understand. Like that, I will never understand. Like it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, came out of nowhere. And guess what I thought? No one it was as loyal as Andy from the Fry Festival <laughs> documentary. Here comes her dad. Here comes her dad. It was so, that part was so bizarre. And I just don't know, I really don't know what to make of it. I was like, you can't, because that to me, I was like, I don't, like, I I don't get it. So, so then she's abducted, like she she is taken by their daughter is taken by this man taken off to Mexico for what was it like several weeks right it was a long time it was a long time they had um, they ended up you know the FBI got involved they figured out where he'd been he'd been in contact with I think his brother and and his brother ends up um, outing his location in Mexico, the FBI raids the place, gets the daughter back, and at this point, that should be like the end of the story. Like, this is where most th- most of these things, it's a happy ending only in that you know the girl is rescued and not found dead or something, and back with her family, and that's the end of it. But instead, it keeps going. Their involvement with him continues. The wife continues to have relations with him. She continues to let him have access to his daughter, to their daughter, and it's at that. I, I and mean, they don't all, press charges because they don't press charges because they they're afraid. Get yeah, right. Um, and even that, I could I could see in a small town setting back in because this all happened in the eighties, right? Yeah. In a small town setting in the 80s, I could see the fear of the ostracism that they would experience being outed as an adulteress and as a homosexual. So I could almost understand not pressing charges, but the then letting him back into their lives doesn't make sense no matter what. Like, it's one thing to have this agreement where fine, we won't press charges. Just leave us alone. And don't, we don't ever want to hear from you again. And then we, then we go with that, but that's not what happens. Like they don't press charges and then they allow her to, they, the mom puts her on a plane to go see him. Right. So it was just it did that like that's I was like you've completely lost me at this point you've completely lost me, um, I don't understand. So um, that's you know, I and honestly I I think I said this to you, the mom 
I don't think she was ever really over him. Like even when no, she no now all now these later. all these years later she reminisces about their little rendezvous way too fondly. Like she reminisces about their rendezvous like like it was like she longs for those days. Like not like it was like what. Whereas the husband. When he retells what happened, he's like in tears. Like he's really yeah, like he feels shame. He's like... genuinely like ashamed, embarrassed, remorseful. He feels like, you know, he did things that allowed his daughter to be put in a position where she was vulnerable. Like you can really hear and feel his remorse about everything. And you don't get that from the mom at all. No. At all. So I really thought as I was watching it, because, you know, they're interviewing each person individually. You don't see them together until the end. And I'm thinking they're going to, um, you know, this is going to be one of those stories where now the daughter is estranged from her mom because, of you know, or something or either from both her parents or from the mom because, you know, how complicit she was and whatever. But no, like they're all like randomly like, okay with each other which is so bizarre so weird so weird it's such a weird and also I think what it caught me off guard because people online were talking about it and but no one was saying like specifically you know because they people were trying not to do spoilers I think and so people were like you've got to watch this oh it's so crazy and the, the title of the show is abducted in plain sight so I'm just thinking it's some like wild true crime case you know like that there's just some twist or whatever to it you know I and it is but it's not anything that (laughs) I mean I could not there's no way like you could ever expect it to be what it is because it's so bananas it's I I tell you like I was passively watching it because I like, I like to put stuff on that's like mm-hmm. talky when I go to bed. Because I like fall asleep, like to give the crown and like just talky things. Like, just, mm-hmm. But I put this on and I literally was like, what? I could have mm-hmm. got up and watched the whole thing and ended it and was like, what in the entire hell did I just watch? Yeah, it was. I I was I also put it on not while I was trying to go to sleep but I put it on like while I was baking on Sunday because I was like okay this is it's almost like a podcast like you don't really have to watch it to understand what's happening you know and um, so I had it on my iPad and in the kitchen while I was and I kept having to stop in the middle of what I was doing and look up at the screen like wait what like I rewound yeah like I would like literally would do like the 10 10 seconds 30 seconds back you know to be like wait did I hear that right that can't be right oh Oh, no that's what they said so many times like so many times I was like I didn't just do that that did not just happen that did not just happen that's not what they just said um so yeah it's 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 crazy it's so crazy I've never I've never heard of such a thing. And you really question, like, who's telling? I don't question the daughter at all. Like I said, I understand being that naive kid who trusts the wrong person. Um, But uh, the adults in the story, I had a million questions. 
many questions. Mm. So yeah, that yeah, that was a good one. Crazy. Oh, that so crazy. Okay. Let's get personal. Let's get personal. Um, I'll start. Um, I completed my little hat for my knitting class. I'm so proud of myself. Very cute. Thank you. I posted pictures online and I've been wearing it every day (laughs) because thankfully it's like 40 degrees every morning here, which is super cold for L.A. Um, Actually, today in L.A. it snowed in several locations, like several like regular locations. Like I feel like Malibu, Malibu, Pasadena, Agura Hills, Thousand Oaks. Uh, Santa Clarita like lots of like just regular spots um, so that's wild um, but yeah so it's been super cold and I finished my knit cap this past Saturday at my knitting class um, and I'm really like so impressed with myself because <laughs> I can't I am because I just like I'm just like I can't believe I made this like I really am just shocked so I'm excited to start my new project which I'm not this weekend I'm busy so it'll, it won't be till next weekend but um I'm excited like I feel like oh like I've, I'm learning how to do this and I'm, I'm actually like making things that I can like use so um uh the next thing is gonna be like a wrap like a shawl okay and I'm gonna use a um I'm gonna move the, I did the first project of the hat in a uh wool but you know it's which is fine for me to wear on my head but I can't wear wool um I'm very my skin my skin is very sensitive so I can't like have wool on my skin um so while it works fine for the hat um I'm gonna need to move to cotton yarn for the uh shawl so I think that's gonna be an additional challenge because it definitely has a different feel and a different give than um than the regular wool um, yarn. So, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about this weekend. So um, a couple of things. Tomorrow I'm having dinner um, with, um, you know, Vanessa, um, Dale's wife, um, who I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm excited to catch up with, um, you know, just, you know, it's always nice to have dinner with an old friend who you haven't seen in a while. Um, so I'm having dinner with her tomorrow, um, and I get to see Tina, our, uh, Tina B, okay. our mutual friend and photographer, because yeah. um, I'm doing headshots with her on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm getting new headshots um, because, number one, my old headshots are, oh, probably like 13 years old. <laughs> I'm definitely like 32 or 33. 32-ish, maybe 33 or 34 at most, but I think more like 32 in them. So they're dated, uh, to say the least. They look significantly younger. Um, And um, I feel like one of the things that came out of that women's conference that I went to um, a few weeks ago, I think I mentioned it to you. I mentioned, I know I mentioned the conference to you, but I think I yeah. mentioned to you that I felt like I was coming out of that conference with a lot of confirmation about what God has been showing me with regard to where he wants me to go in terms of ministry. Okay. Um, and, um, and 
our our mutual friend Falana did a lot of confirming of what I thought what I shared she confirmed in terms of what she was feeling as well um and with regard to me specifically and uh since it has to do with kind of this growth of ministry and this broadening past just the local church um and I'm not sure how big that is, but I think it involves, you know, speaking at a larger level and writing at a larger level and combinations of the two or whatever. Um, I really felt like the word that I left with, uh, it was funny, one of the, they had us at the end of the conference, they, they had us take a few quiet moments to think about like, what is the one word that you're hearing uh-huh. um, as you as you exit this two day conference, like what do you feel God is saying to you? And you know, what's the word that you're going to take with you? Um, and the word that I had was go. And which matched, um, which matched what I'd already been kind of like feeling directed to. And what Solana had said to me was, um, if you're, you know, if you're being told to go, essentially, uh, and I'm paraphrasing now what she said, but um, you need to prepare for whatever that go looks like, even before it happens, so that when it happens, you're not still scrambling to prepare. Right. So all of that to say, I'm doing headshots this weekend because I've started to work on a website and I've started to work on a YouTube channel um, and... I'm 90% sure that I want to launch at least the YouTube channel um, on Ash Wednesday to do a Lent series, um, a weekly Lent series um, through Lent. Um, So there you go. I need headshots so that I have (laughs) so that I have a recent photograph of this face. Um, to go with the YouTube channel and to go with um, the um, in draft form website that I've got. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So that's all exciting. So um, as soon as I get that all up and running, I will add also share that in this portion of our podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, so all exciting things that I are on the horizon, but it's it's an exciting season. And again, it's it's been really nice to feel, um, just to feel like this this season that I've been anticipating this this change of season, this transition, yeah. um, to be actually like happening. Like okay, now like we're doing this right now, you know. So um, while I'm enjoying the like sort of the the leisure of not having to teach every week or whatever. I also just feel like this is, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it because I know it's a short break right. um, and there's work to be done. Um, and that, um, and I, I think, and this is going to sound darker than I want it to, but um, I've, I think I have always had a sense that life is short. Um, 
and even maybe more specifically that like my life is short that I don't feel like I have like longevity to work with necessarily um and whether that's true or not obviously <laughs> we'll know when we know um oh, but agree what's wrong with you I've always felt that way and I don't and I mean literally like my entire life and so I don't know where that comes from or what that is and where that's whether that's valid or not obviously what who cares because I don't know um um and I won't know like by the time we know I won't know anymore right but (laughs) but my point is um time is short time is short um so while I'm enjoying this little bit of a break in between doing things um I know that I'm supposed to be doing things um and that um um whether or not I live a a short life or a long um healthy life um when the time comes, I want to be sure that whatever I've been assigned to do, I've actually done. Um, so I'm I'm doing it. Okay, Debbie Downer. <laughs> it's not Debbie Downer. It's do what you're supposed to do. Find your purpose. Go for it. Seek it out. Do do the steps. Don't just plan. Don't just think about it. Don't just talk about it. Because all of that is worthless until you put things into action. So do it. You've been doing the same thing. I know, but not because I feel like I'm going to die soon. <laughs> but that's the point. Like, you don't know. So you need to just do it because whether you think you're going to die soon or whether you have every expectation that you're going to live to be 100 and some, whatever, you still need to do whatever you're supposed to be doing. Like, that, there really is not time to waste. Uh, yeah so (laughs) yeah oh and also uh, I'm not gonna cuss but my dog sucks so bad and when I came home today remember I was on the phone with you when I pulled up to the house I got off the phone with you I came inside Both of the wagging tails came up to me, the meowing, the wagging, the greeting, whatever. I came in. I put my stuff down. I go into the den, and I find on the floor an empty Ziploc bag, an an empty plastic, like, cartridge thing. And I realize that that dog stole the lemonades off of the counter and ate every last one of them. Well, it's a good thing you did some more. That's the only reason I didn't throw him out. Because I have some more on the way. But he is every every expletive. He can't do that on his own. He had an accomplice. No, he did that on his own. Because I know where I left them. And they were within his reach. The problem is, I left, they've they've been sitting there for over a week now. Tanisha delivered those lemonades to me last Thursday. You know he doesn't care about that. He likes stuff that lays up there for a while, and then when you get your guard down, he takes it. That's what he does. He's he He is he's he's every expletive that I'd like to say right here in this space that's who he is and he took them he's tall enough when he stands on his hind legs and something is close enough to the edge of the counter 
He's tall enough to reach up there by himself. So he didn't need the cat as an accomplice this time. The cat has been an accomplice in the past. But this time, he helped himself. So I put him in a timeout when I got home because he's every expletive that belongs in this space right here. So he, and the only reason he's not out in this 40 degree weather without a collar on right now is because I have another box of lemonades coming to me soon from my Orange County connection, Tanisha. So that's my other news, which really isn't news because we all know that my dog sucks when it comes to sugary sweets that I'm looking forward to eating and that he eats before I get to them. I just told the story of my um, dessert from Italy, like today, literally. He should be ashamed of himself. He's not. He's very He's not. with himself. He's not ashamed of himself. He does the little shamed look. He tucks his little tail under his butt like he's ashamed. He flips his little ears back like he feels bad, but he doesn't feel bad and he's not ashamed. He is satisfied with himself and he enjoyed those delicious shortbread cookies with the tangy lemon icing, each and every one of them. And there was a lot of them because I was eating them very slowly because again, lemonades are hard to come by. So he sucks, and he's every expletive that belongs in the space right here. All righty. There we have it. <laughs> there it is. Now I'm done. Okay. Well, I am still recovering from my real estate conference. Mm-hmm. In New Orleans, it was fantastic. Nola. I mean, learned so much, took advantage of all the networking opportunities. Drank so much. Just that one day. Oh, sure. No, seriously, because there are days where I didn't drink anything. Okay. Uh, so just that one day, because it was like an open bar type situation, and um, we were there and we were eating, and yeah, it was it was crazy. Because I think I text you and V, and I was like, "I'm so drunk." Yeah, I whenever I get your home. drunk texts, I'm like, "Take your drunk self home, please." And I was like, I can't. The ladies have me out. I want to go home and go get the bed. They won't let me. I was like, stop drinking. <laughs> I was like, like I, I understand can't. that you're still, yes, you can. That was the part. They of- just had to be another drink. Oh, please, please. Yeah, so it was great. Lots of fun. My coworkers are insane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but it was great, and I am like literally just came back like you know guns blazing, like ready to to like go. And this first quarter is shaping up to be an awesome start, so I'm very excited. And um, my friend told me like um, I'm so proud of you and all you did. And I was like, girl, this is not me this 
this is not me. This is all God because things mm-hmm. happen, and I'm like, I don't know how this happened. And um, things fell fell apart, and things like a different thing will come together. It's just, it's just he's just working it out. So I am just grateful. Mm-hmm. Very happy, although I feel very bad because I did not do my devotion this morning. But um, I will do it in the morning because um, I'm about to go to sleep. Um, Tomorrow's a new day. Yep. So that was fantastic. Um, trying to think of what else. I'm just recovering. <laughs> I'm still like, recovering. I kind of got the sniffles a little bit. I don't know. Why. Uh, take some. Oh, you can't take vitamin C. Uh-uh. Take some uh, colloidal silver. That'll help. Okay. I'm just trying to work in, you know. Or do a session with Mama Juju. Oh, God. I should have done that while I was I was out that way. Mm-hmm. Day. Um, but, yeah. Oh, and the other thing is mm-hmm. my love of oysters. I have. Oh, that's right. I'm like literally on a website now trying to figure out where I can go to get some like tomorrow. Love. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a foodie. And yes. Something that some of my fellow agents found out mm-hmm. this past weekend. That's so funny to me that they just now found this out. Yeah. And so um, they're like, how do you know all this? So yeah. So anyway, um, I've all there are certain things that I just don't like. You know, I was like foodie, whatever. I'll try anything. There are some things that people are like, "Oh my god, yuck!" and that I love. And mm-hmm. but one of the things that I just do not like, I've tried it several times, different preparations, um, and just still don't like it. Oysters, and so people kept raving about the char broiled oysters at this one restaurant near our hotel and just like in the city like every place has them uh-huh. so I was like okay well you know again as a foodie I was like I'll try it but this is my last this is me and oysters the oysters this is your last chance with me okay so I had the first one and it was so delicious and I was like <laughs> wow this is really good I want this in my mouth all the time like I (laughs) eat I want to eat like I ate a dozen at lunch one day and still wanted more and then ate it for dinner again so like yeah so all of us were on a certain thing where we like like a few of us were like eating oysters everywhere we went some people were eating gumbo everywhere they went. Like we like just OD'd on certain things, like mm-hmm. so oysters, charbroiled oysters. Because I'm sure I will still hate the other oysters. Um, hats off to you. You're delicious. Like you redeemed your. <laughs> hats your, off to you. You redeemed your brethren. Um. Now, are oysters? Like in the food, yeah. Like, are they like good for you, bad for you? Like, are they they're seafood, so are they like lean? Like, where do they fall in that? Like, should you how are you supposed to have them in moderation? Like red steak or what? 
Yeah, I don't know all those answers because um, I never thought about it before because I didn't care. But the thing is, I think they're fine, but the preparation is not fine because it's, it's like buttery. It's like a buttery wine sauce. Mm, so the sauce is what gets you. And like Parmesan cheese. Mm. And yeah. I don't I don't know, but they sure do taste good. <laughs> oh. oh, it sounds great. Good. Yes. Um oh, now I'm Googling oyster health benefits <laughs> I've only heard about it with like um yeah I think men and like the libido like I've heard it you know when it comes to like men not really oh are they supposed to be like an aphrodisiac yeah but it's, uh, it, it includes supporting weight loss promoting a healthy heart Helping wound healing, stronger bones, increase energy level, improve overall immune function, better vision, promote reabsorption of antioxidants, and promote healthy sleep. I need all of those things. Mm-hmm. More, 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 more oysters for me. I can't talk. Jeez. Oh my god. And so yeah, so that was it. And also just totally random. I have to slide mm. there real quick. This is us. Did you see it? No, I'm watching it after I get off the phone with you. OMG. Okay. We'll So we'll have to talk about it next week. Yeah. I um I've been looking forward to the Beth episode for a long time now. Oh. So I, I know that that's what it is. I but I have avoided all spoilers and my plan is to pour a glass of wine, uh slide into the tub and put it on. Okay. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> I, of course, like, the last two episodes, I didn't cry at all. Yeah, me neither. This episode, I cried again like a baby. It was so good. Okay. I I probably won't cry, but I'm sure it'll be good. Beth so much. I love her. You're in a transition. You might cry. Maybe I'll cry. I I find that I don't cry at the things people cry (laughs) at. Something else. I was just thinking today that I was like, oh, maybe I'm heartless. And I yep, can't... <laughs> but I can't think of what it was. I'll remember next week. Um, but it was something where I was just like, yeah, that didn't make me cry at all. Like, but all these people had commented on like how they were like, oh, they it was some it was some show. It was something. And people were like, Oh my gosh, I was just in tears. Like, da, da, da. and I was like, oh, I just watched it. <laughs> like, like, it didn't even occur to me to cry. <laughs> like, but I don't remember what it was. I it was didn't like, occur to you to cry. It didn't. And I, I, no, I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll think of it. But in any case, it was something like that where it was just like everybody had this like very emotional reaction to it. And I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm like, you know, maybe I'm the, is it, who is it? It's the tin man who needs a heart. Yep, that's you. <laughs> maybe I'm the tin man. Tee hee. Tee hee. 
I found a place to go eat oysters. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was really worried. Thank you. Uh-huh. After me not eating what I want to eat today. Oh, God. Yeah, after having an omelet. Oh, good God. It's so fucking easy. Yeah, but it's not, not, it's not fill-up food. That's not yeah. end of the day, like, I'm hungry from a long day food. That's, like, early morning, let me get a little something to get going food. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, oh, these oysters Okay, those look better. Okay. Not as much sauce, which is probably a good thing. I don't need a bunch of sauce. No. Yeah, but, uh, only six of them. All right. All right. Where is this place at? Dang it. Hugo's Oyster Bar. What's it called? Oh, no. It's all the way in Roswell. Darn it. With the aliens? That's Roswell, New Mexico, not Roswell, Georgia. Oh. And Roswell is in northern Atlanta, like near Alpharetta. Oh, well, you can go visit the Walton babies, get your treatment, and have some oysters. Win, win, win. So many things to do. Sometimes you have to make the sacrifice. It's not that far. It takes 50 minutes to get there. Okay. It takes 50 minutes for me to get across the street sometimes. Again, doing <laughs> things in LA time. And today, I, I drove enough for the whole freaking week today. I'm just, after not driving for several days, I'm like, okay, I got all my driving in today. But it was oh. worth it. You had some good stuff today. Yeah, I had a closing today. So mm-hmm. Make yeah. that money. Yeah, always good. So, uh-huh. Hopefully have a couple more before the end of the month. That's the goal. So we shall see. Let me go to sleep so I can get up and keep these deals from collapsing. (laughs) So that you mean you so that you can get up and do your devotional? Yes, that is the first thing. As Rick said, I need to start my day with God. And I was like, I do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Much better that way. Much better that way. Starting my day, my day with a podcast. Yeah, yeah, much better than that for sure. Yeah. All right, I it's midnight and I have to get up in like five hours. All righty, it's been fun. Thanks for listening, listening audience. Yeah, tell your friend, tell your mother. Tell your father. Tell your mother. Definitely tell your mother. I feel like all of your moms should be listening. I think your moms would like this. I really think. We do really. I do really well with moms. Yeah. Always, yeah. I've always done well with moms. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell your moms and then tell a friend. And then tune back in next week because we'll be back with more. Talk about cookies. More More talk about cookies. More cookie talk. Wait till me about that cookie. Yes. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later, girl.
Alrighty, bye. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>